0: Hello, hello. Today we got a big project to finish five chapters all about Joseph's brothers. It's going to be a story of redemption and Joseph could have taken tit for tat and gotten vengeance, but he didn't. He took care of his brothers and his family. So we're going to be covering that. And then I have a few things that I wanted to talk about from the past podcast. Uh, maybe we can make some connections with what's going on. Hi, Mark. How are you? Doing all right. Anything new and exciting today?
1: <laughs> no. No? Not, not yet.
0: Well, today here, it's been like almost 100 degrees. Wow. I still see people with sweaters and jackets and masks, so I, I don't know what happened to them. Are they, like, cold-blooded or something? But it's too hot for anybody to be wearing anything like that.
1: Well, as long as they got the mask on, You're everyone's still,
0: safe. Uh, on my car ride home, guess what? They were talking on the, one of those PBS-type radio talk show things. They were talking about climate litigation that started in Maui already. So I guess what they're trying to do now is blame the government for not taking better care of all these natural or not natural, but, you know, weather related events. That's going to be a new shift. And I think Mm -hmm. it's making corporations and government liable. And I think they're succeeding. So what that means, it's going to be painful for all of us. So they, they were talking about fossil fuels, all the natural stuff that we use. They said that was bad. Coal, fossil fuels, all of that. Climate change and it's killing the world. So that's where the litigation is coming from.
1: So they, so the government and uh, the corporations will have to, will have to have all these rules. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, to uh, to make sure we, the people, don't uh, continue to use the resources
0: Yeah, so this is this world brand yeah. new if they allow this litigation to pursue, which I guess they're doing it already. So that means the government and corporations are held liable for any weather-related events because that'll all well, be... Ban- uh,
1: yeah, well, that's just the cover story. It's the narrative, okay. you know. Right, they actually can modify the weather and they're, you know, so this is the new, uh, it's the new pestilence is the oh, weather yeah. is, you know, the weather related events, natural disasters. It's the yeah. chaos, you know? And uh, yeah. yeah, so they'll, they'll, they'll be like, Oh, we had no choice. It was the litigation that forced us to do all this stuff. Yep.
2: So That's like, exactly you you can only happen.
1: drink, you can drink one bottle of water a day
2: mm-hmm. and
1: that will be monitored And um, you know, six ounces of uh, insect protein. (laughs) Well, that's a lot, actually. Probably more like one ounce.
2: Yeah, one ounce of
1: insect-based protein per day. Because sorry, you know, sorry, it was the litigation. We, we, it's not our fault. And the World Health Organization made us do it. It's not our fault. So you got to take all these injections.
0: All of that. So now they can do whatever they want to us because it's now codified. So.
1: And and if you don't go along with it, you're. you're a, you're an enemy of the state. Yep, you're a criminal.
0: Yep, and I was. thinking now we know what's going on. The last chapter, or maybe. Oh, the, the
1: famine. Time. Yeah, the famine stuff is pretty interesting. Uh, how it relates to what's going on.
0: Started to realize the differences between. So Pharaoh was the government guy. He he was in charge of all those people in and Egypt. He, and He's the
1: king. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So if he wasn't righteous and didn't do it, the people were going to starve. Mm. But that was the responsibility of prepping. So the prepping is not like individual prepping. It was
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: prepping. So I think yeah. that was the contrast where I see now, where like people trying to do it individually, but it's really well
1: yeah. Well, that's because we do not have a righteous king now. There are yeah. no righteous leaders in the world. Nope really at any level i mean maybe there's some sheriff somewhere you know who knows there's probably someone somewhere at some level but uh, not too many not enough yeah. you know so and that's and all kind of by design
0: oh yeah i think they're going to destroy their people every nation well anyway yeah, yeah
1: it's begun no we know what's going on this i mean basically you know like like nobody knows the end times really but it's either this is the end times and remember the end times actually is is overall it's kind of a good thing you know to um yeah but, i think um, we're
0: just going to be in more of a prison more and it's more.
1: either the end times or a typology of the end times
0: yeah i know when we get to our next book exodus i think that's all going to get repeated again um, <laughs> we'll talk about that
1: well next. more or less i mean more or less it's, yeah i mean we'll we'll see we'll see what happens
0: whose turn is it to read Yours, maybe?
1: I'll try. I'll try. Genesis 42. Now when Jacob saw that there was grain in Egypt, Jacob said to his sons, why don't you look at one another? Why do you look at one another? And he said, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us so that we may live and not die. Joseph's ten brothers went down to buy grain in Egypt, but Jacob did not send Benjamin, Joseph's brother. It was actually Joseph's, uh, you know, they had the same mother. Yeah. uh, Which is, uh, most of them had different mothers. With his brothers, for he said, perhaps some harm might happen to him. Thus, the sons of Israel came to buy grain among those who came, for the famine was in the land of Canaan. Now Joseph was the governor over the land and it was he who sold to all the people of the land. So Joseph's brothers came and bowed themselves down before him with their faces to the ground. Joseph saw his brothers, and he recognized them, but he pretended to be a stranger to them and spoke harshly to them. He said to them, From where do you come? And they said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. Joseph knew his brothers, but they did not know him. Joseph also remembered the dreams that he had dreamed of them, he said to them, you are spies. You came to see the nakedness of the land. Now, which dreams? Uh, he's talking about his original dream, probably.
2: Yeah. That,
1: uh, that they're going to bow down to him. And that included, uh, I think it was the 11 brothers. And see, Benjam- J- Benjamin's not there. So uh, so the dream is o- is not 100% fulfilled yet. Nope. Because there's only 10 of them.
0: <clears throat> oh, yes. And now, look. Yeah. Back- because Benjamin and Joseph are actual same mother brothers, he was also in on it to kill him because it was Benjamin all yeah wasn't
1: it I guess maybe maybe uh, we'll have to we would have to look again at that um, maybe I don't yeah I don't know if he was there with them or not um, and he's uh, and he was the youngest I mean the youngest one might not have been involved as much.
0: Yeah, that's true, you know I mean? because when they took him, he was 17 or something. Joseph was. Yeah. And made Benjamin, like, preteen, even.
1: Yeah, and he probably would not have uh, gone along with it so much. He probably respected his older, real brother. Yeah. Right. Um, they said to him, No, my lord, your servants have come only to buy food. We are all one man's sons. We are honest men. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> your servants are not spies, but he said to them, no, you have come to see the nakedness of the land. They said, your servants are 12 brothers, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. The youngest is with our father today, and one is no longer living. Ah, oh, that's, but they're talking to him. So, so Joseph they said,
0: he was dead.
1: Well, I don't know. They, they, they knew he went off uh, as a slave somewhere, right? They're lying, actually. Huh. They probably thought they don't. They didn't. They didn't uh, last time they saw him, he was alive, you know.
2: Right.
1: So they're just kind of lying, really, because the, the the truth, you know, is is uh, they can't tell the truth about what really happened. Oh, so right. they lied. He, told his dad, yeah.
0: he was dead. Oh, the
1: the other one we sold off into slavery. I <laughs> could mm-hmm. <laughs> not say that. Yeah. So uh, Joseph said to them, "It is as I said to you. You are spies." Here is how you will be tested by the life of Pharaoh. Uh, you will not leave here unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of you, send one of you and let him get your brother and you will be kept in prison so that your words may be tested whether there be any truth in you or else by the life of Pharaoh, you are surely spies. See, that's how he's going to get all 11 to come to fulfill his dream. Wow. That's, I mean That's part of what's going on, I think.
0: To, because of Pharaoh? Unless the okay,
1: yeah, you will know. No, no, he has to. The, the dream was 11 all brothers day. are going to bow down to him,
0: right? So there's there, only
1: 10 of them right there. Yeah. There's only 10 there. I mean, that's part of what's going on. There may be other things as well, but uh, I mean, they're very serious about these dreams and this, these prophetic dreams getting fulfilled. You know, that's a yeah. huge part of the Bible, really. You know, fulfilling prophecy, kind of what, what it's yeah. all about.
0: God was giving them the dreams, right?
1: So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, otherwise, I mean, maybe, what's the other explanation, really? Why? Why does he need Benjamin to come?
0: Oh, I don't know. I mean.
1: Yeah, I think that's what's going on.
0: You mean um, uh, Joseph asking for Benjamin to come, right? To fulfill,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> so uh, he put them all together in custody for three days. Joseph said to them the third day, do this and live for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers be confined in your prison house. The rest of you go and carry grain for the famine of your households. Nevertheless, bring your youngest brother to me so that your words may be verified and you shall not die. And they did so. So he's telling them, you know, you got to bring your brother. So I believe that your story and yeah. um, you
0: but, but really, I think. Concerned for Benjamin to. Maybe, maybe, maybe,
1: yeah, yeah, maybe he's worried they're gonna kill him too, or something, yeah, make sure he's still okay. That's yeah. possible, yeah, yep, then they said to one another, we're guilty concerning our brother because we saw the anguish of his soul when he pleaded with us, but we would not listen. therefore, this distress has come upon us. so they're kind of re- their guilt is setting in. Mm-hmm. They realize, um, you know, maybe they're being punished for what they did. Mm -hmm. Reuben answered them, saying, Did I not speak to you, saying, Do not sin against the boy, and you would not listen? Therefore his blood is now required of us. They did not know that Joseph understood them, for he spoke to them through an interpreter. So Joseph is speaking to them like an Egyptian language, pretending he doesn't know Hebrew.
0: (laughs) That's a good one.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. He turned himself away from them and wept, but then turned back to them again and spoke with them. Then he took uh, Simeon from them and bound him before their eyes. Joseph then gave the command to fill their sacks with grain and to restore every man's money to his sack and to give them provisions for the way. And it was done for them.
0: Yeah, he cried. So,
1: so he's keeping one. He's keeping one uh, brother, and then the rest will go back to get Benjamin. Yeah, okay. he gave
0: them their money back and all the grain they could carry. I guess he uh, never intended to really harm them anyway. Like he just wanted to see where they were at today. Yeah,
1: he's testing them. He's he's trying to teach them a lesson. I think that's part of it. Um, and then he's kind of you know keeping one brother back, just like they abandoned him. Right. They have to abandon this other guy. And it's kind of a test to see if they'll come back for him oh, yeah. or not, maybe. Because they got the food they wanted. And they, they didn't have to come back, really. You know, yep. They could have left the other brother there, just like they did before.
0: Why did they come back? Because they had nothing to gain. To
1: fulfill the prophecy. <laughs> God I'll did bet. it. All right, so they loaded their donkeys with grain and departed from there. As one of them opened his sack to give his donkey feed in the lodging place, he saw his money. It was in the mouth of his sack, and he said to his brothers, My money has been returned, here it is in my sack. Then their hearts sank, and they were afraid, saying to one another, What is this that God has done to us? They came to Jacob their father in the land of Canaan, and told him all that had happened to them, saying, The man, the lord of the land, spoke harshly to us, and took us for spies of the country. And we said to him, We are honest men, we are not spies, we are twelve brothers, all sons of our father. One is no longer living, and the youngest is with our father today in the land of Canaan. The man, the lord of the country, said to us, Here is how I may know that you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me, take food for the famine of your households, and be gone. But bring your youngest brother back to me. Then I will know that you are not spies, but that you are honest men. Then I will deliver your brother to you, and you may trade in the land. Yeah. As they emptied their sacks,
0: Go ahead. the whole thing they were saying, we're honest men. So I think he wanted to find out for sure. Because he was in yeah. control of the whole Egypt anyway. You know, he could have done whatever and even gotten to Benjamin or the other brother. But he wanted yeah. to if they were going, if they changed at all.
1: Yeah. All right. So as they emptied their sacks, every man's bundle of money was in his sack. When both they and their father saw the bundles of money, they were afraid. And Jacob, their father, said to them, You have bereaved me of my children. Joseph is no more. Simeon is no more, and you will take Benjamin away. All these things are against me. Reuben spoke to his father, saying, Kill my two sons, if I fail to bring them to you. Put them in my hands, and I will bring them back to you. But Jacob said, My son must not go down with you, for his brother is dead, and he He alone is left. If, if harm should happen to him on the journey you are to make, then you will bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to the grave.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, why are they so upset? Because they have their money. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I think yeah. they're worried. They're like, how is this generosity coming about? Are they in trouble? Because back in the mind, they know they're guilty. And they're just like worried that maybe God is like taking judgment on them. But what's going to happen to that? It's all strange. They got their money and the food, and they didn't do anything to deserve it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're kind of in a tough situation, and now they're one of their brothers is left behind, and the father doesn't want them to take Benjamin. He doesn't want to lose him either. Wow, all right. So, uh, all right. So, I mean, and remember, this is uh, Jacob. Jacob, who started out as the trickster, is now getting, he's kind of getting tricked again, in a way, by his own uh Family. Well, he's getting he's, his his sons are all kind of a bunch of, of weirdos, you know, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's having lots of problems uh, with. But I
0: also son. must have grieved him a lot to think that your favorite son is dead. That's the worst that they could have done. Yeah.
1: Him. Yeah. And he kind of blames himself a little bit yeah. for sending him out there.
0: Um, I mean, that's like, they didn't care anyway, because they did it. But the one who actually loved Joseph, you know, imagine they're heartbroken now.
1: Yeah, all yeah. right. So, uh, now the famine was severe in the land. When they had eaten up the grain which they brought out of Egypt, their father said to them, go back and buy us a little food. Judah spoke to him, saying, the man solemnly warned us, saying, you will not see my face unless your brother is with you. If you will send our brother with us, we will go down and buy food for you but if you will not send them we will not go down for the man said to us you will not see my face unless your brother is with you Israel said why did you treat me so badly as to tell the man that you had another brother and they said the man asked us directly about ourselves and our family saying is your father still alive you have another brother so we answered his questions how could we even know that he would say, bring your brother down? And Judah said to Israel, his father, send the boy with me and we will arise and go so that we may live and not die, both we and you and also our little ones. I will, sure, I, will, I will be a surety for him. He may hold me personally responsible for him. If I fail to bring him back to you and set him before you, then let me bear the blame forever. For we had not delayed. If we had not delayed, we could have returned twice. Their father Israel said to them, If it must be so, do this. Take some of the best fruits in the land in your bags. Carry down a present for the man, a little balm and a little honey, spices and myrrh, pistachio nuts and almonds. Take double the money with you, along with the money that was brought back in the mouths of your sacks. Carry it with you again. Perhaps it was a mistake. Also take your brother and arise. Return to the man. Oh, what it was is because they bought the grain. With the money so they weren't supposed to have the money anymore I think that's what it was right what do you mean because like like the oh, they, they were yeah. they wondered why you know they were concerned about why they had their money he gave yeah. they 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 gave him the money I thought see I thought they took the money originally and then gave it back to him but it's like right. they, they they bought the grain with that money but then they gave him the money back so they got the free the grain was they got the grain for free basically
0: yeah so here's a couple of questions here though. They were supposed to go back for their brother, but they waited till all their food ran out. Like
1: again, yeah, out. yeah. Well, that's because the father didn't want him to go.
0: Um, but they I still the other brother kind of there. <laughs> and where <laughs> yeah. did they get all this food from? Balm, honey, spices. Bread,
1: There's a famine in the land.
0: Yeah, like. These are they didn't have food. They had all these nuts.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe those things were okay. Maybe they had some of those things, but that's not really like a main course kind of food, you know? Right,
0: the grain, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not grain or protein. These are kind of like uh, side side things, side dishes. Mm. All right, honey, they had bees.
0: Well, it seems like they
1: waited a while before they returned. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Where am I at now? Fifteen? Is that right? I think so. The men took the gift, and they took double the money with them along with Benjamin. Then they went on their way down to Egypt and stood before Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the house steward, Bring these men home, slaughter an animal, and prepare it, for these men will dine with me at noon. The man did as Joseph ordered, so the man brought the men into Joseph's house. The men were afraid because they were brought into Joseph's house. They said, we have been brought in because of the money that was returned in our sacks the first time, so that he may seek occasion against us and fall upon us and take us for slaves with our donkeys.
0: Well, I guess this answers it. Yeah. It's all about the money
1: in the sack. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the uh, they approached the steward of Joseph's house, and they spoke with him at the entrance of the house. They said, my Lord, we indeed came down the first time to buy food. When we came to the lo- lodging place, we opened our sacks and realized every man's money was in the mouth of his sack, our money in full weight. So we have brought it with again with us. We have also brought additional money with us to buy food. We cannot tell who put our money in our sacks. He said, be at peace, do not be afraid. Your God and the God of your father has given you treasure in your sacks. I had your money. Then he brought Simeon out to them. The man brought the men into Joseph's house and gave them water to wash their feet and gave feed to their donkeys. Then they made ready the gift for Joseph's coming at noon, for they heard that they would be eating a meal there. When Joseph came home, they brought into the house to him to present the present that they had with them and bowed themselves to him to the ground. He asked them about their well-being and said, Is your father well, the old man of whom you spoke? Is he still alive? And they answered, Your servant, Our father is in good health. He is still alive. And they bowed down their heads and prostrated themselves. He lifted up his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, and said, Is this your younger brother of whom you spoke to me? And he said, God be gracious to you, my son. Joseph hurried out, for he was deeply moved over his brother and sought a place to weep. So he entered into his chamber and wept there. Aww. Then he washed his face and came out controlling himself. He said, serve the food. They served him by himself and them by themselves and the Egyptians who ate with him by themselves because the Egyptians could not eat a meal with the Hebrews. For that is an abomination to the Egyptians. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that,
1: wow. It's an abomination.
0: But then they accepted Joseph, though. Did they not consider him a Hebrew anymore?
1: Maybe, yeah. Because he he was, you know, he had special status. You know, he's kind of an exception, I think. Uh, because there's a group of them as well. You know, they're just these are just uh, foreigners that came into the land. They haven't been there a lo- a while. They like they knew Joseph. Joseph had kind of assimilated. Um, this
0: is pretty harsh.
1: Well, that's the exact same language the Hebrews used against all the other peoples as well, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're an abomination. Now, abomination that appears many many times in the Bible, in the Old Testament, especially. It's you know the the whole. I mean, Moses said, you know, he's like these laws are basically so that you guys do not participate in the abominations of the people of the land, and that's also why judgment came upon those people, the Canaanites is cuz they practiced abominations. You know, that's where they're not they're not supposed to eat. That see I think that's the food law thing yeah. is you're not supposed to eat with these people. That's an abomination because you're not supposed to interact with those people. Those people are the are unclean. So don't eat with them. It's not so much that the food is unclean itself, it's those people are unclean. Do not eat with those people. So I'm going to give you food laws that are different so you're going to eat different food, which means you're not going to eat with those people. If you eat with people, you eat the same food they eat, right? So you got to eat different food to separate you from those people.
0: Well, what's interesting, though, is that this is actually telling why the Egyptians took all the Hebrews as slaves. They thought they were the lesser. Already.
1: Yeah. At that point, yeah, already at this point, And this is a while. This is before... Uh, you know, before they yeah, they ha- they haven't been really taken as slaves yet, I don't think, and um but they are all yeah, they already see them as, uh, as kind of a lower group of people.
0: Yeah, because they're basically calling the Hebrews an abomination.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well the you know, the Egyptians were very advanced uh culture. I mean as far as we know, right? I mean yeah. it's um you know, it's hard to tell what really happened in so history, the- but uh
0: yeah. Well the other thing was the Hebrews are all all the time saying our God, the one God that you know, they talk to, right? And interpret dreams and all this other stuff. But at the same time, Egyptians at that time would have taken every pagan Egyptian rituals and gods that they believed in, right? It was and the way they went about doing it, because I could still see how the East does some of these things. So they probably thought, oh my God, these guys are just, And they were fewer in number at the time. So they probably thought they were lesser people, not educated, not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The Egyptians were quite advanced, you know, they had uh, mathematics and all this stuff, a very uh, sophisticated culture. And, um, you know, and, and and they had a very uh, well-developed religion, Yeah, you know, and, uh, by then at this point they probably had I don't know do you, do, do you think the pyramids were there um, I, don't,
0: I don't it doesn't say but they did use the hebrews to build all of them but I think they already had the technology developed to build their big giant temples anyway you know
1: Yeah yeah and they would have had the obelisks there you know the the big phallic symbol there that's now there's one right in front of the white house yeah. Gee, I wonder why that is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's weird. Like all the Illuminati stuff that you know they try to worship, it's always tied to Egyptian religion. Have you noticed that?
1: Yeah, it is. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, all the uh, all seeing eye. Well, uh, people have all seeing eye tattoos on their shoulders, and you see it all the time. Yeah, that's a huge part
0: that they use. That's actually all Egyptian, like that curly the
1: eye of Horus. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that is, um, you know, I mean, I guess, I mean, because Egypt was a major, uh, they had a lot of magicians, right? A lot of magic, a lot of uh, secret knowledge. The secret societies have their, the the secret teachings and secret practices. And that's all, uh, it's Egyptian, it's Babylonians, ancient Near East. I mean, it was kind of all over the place, but Egyptians had a very kind of specific type of thing, it seems like.
0: Now it's um, kind of making a little bit of sense to me why the Illuminati or the current people use this k- Kabbalistic stuff, mesh with all the Egyptian stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. some of them, okay, so there's God followers and then there's satanic followers. Those that took on like the characteristics of whatever the Egyptians were doing and worshiping false gods and stuff, that religion never died out. Like exactly worshiping and putting in all their media like they're giving that worship to their god that they worship you know and
1: part of what's happening you know um they have the you know the arches they have like the arch of titus and yeah. the uh, like in paris they have that big the big arches with the four horse on the horsemen on top that's yeah. kind of a that's kind of like the pillars you know like you see the patriarchs like uh like jacob oh, went yeah. to bethel they erect a little pillar. That's kind of like staking out territory for God's land. Yeah. But then Satan does the same thing. These arches are built after a major conquest. And then the, the obelisks as well, that's kind of their land grab. They're saying, yeah, this land here, we have claimed it. You know, for the that's satanic point, kingdom,
0: because yeah. in New York City they were bringing in a lot of those stuff. You know, for display. So the obelisk, they put it in the Central Park. They put it all over. So I think they're like claiming stake, like this is our. They life.
1: are. That's what it is. And and God does the same thing. And with his people, the, yeah.
0: Yeah. Then the New York towers, the twin towers that got uh, down into Freedom Tower one. So the yeah. symbol is two. But <laughs> Right. So that's what the.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But then in the end, they they brought the twins down and into one. That's all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's part of the androgyny thing. And it's the the yin and the yang. Everything is one. It's like monism. They call it. uh, And that's why in the the Masonic Lodge, you know, there's the checkerboard, the checkerboard uh, floor on the ground is the dualism, the, the matter, the lowest form. Things have fallen into a state of uh, matter. And then there's the two uh, pillars on each side that, that have certain names. I forget offhand what they are. Boaz and Joachim or something like that. Okay. And then in the middle is the all-seeing eye, which yeah. is very Egyptian, right? Yeah. And that's the that's the uh, thing. And, th- and that's the, uh, what do you call that thing, the Sephiroth? You know the the Kabbalah uh, tree of life thing, and yeah. those are all different manifestations of the God and different manifestations of reality. And the higher form is the is one, and then it descends into a lower form. But ultimately, everything's supposed to be kind of androgynous and uh, one. You know, we're all we're all gods in drag, as the prophet RuPaul once said.
0: Yeah, who <laughs> was a
1: pagan prophet, by the way. He's a uh, he's a he's a he's a male cult prostitute.
0: Yeah, but um, <laughs> the other thing was the pillars; they're just copying what Joseph did. He put up all these pillars, right? So, yeah, it yeah, it was a mash between rifle Hebrews were doing, and then combined it with whatever Egyptians were doing. So it's kind of like a merge between the two, I think.
1: Yeah. All right. So yeah, e- Egypt. Uh, all right. So let's. Uh, The next one, oh, verse 33 of all verses. They Mm -hmm. sat before him, the firstborn, according to his birthright, and the youngest, according to his youth. And the men looked at one another in astonishment. He gave them portions from his own table, but Benjamin's serving was five times more than any of theirs. That's a lot. That's five times. That's a lot of food. So they drank and feasted with him. Now Now, did he arrange them in order? Is that what it says there? They Uh, sat before him, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth. And the men, I think they had sat in order of uh, birth. I think that's what it says there.
0: So Reuben would have been the first guy, and Benjamin last. But why did he give him five times more?
1: That's a lot of food. Is this
0: like food to eat at that table or to take home?
1: To eat. They're eating. They're having a feast.
0: Why did they? drank
1: and feasted with him.
0: Eat so much. That's weird.
1: It shows favoritism, I guess, uh, at <laughs> the very least.
0: Chapter 44, Joseph detains vengeance.
1: Then he commanded the steward of his house, saying, Fill the men's sacks with food as much as they can carry, and put every man's money in the mouth of his sack. Put my cup, the silver cup, in the mouth of the sack of the youngest, along with his grain money. And he did according to what Joseph had spoken. As soon as the morning was light, the men were sent away, they and their donkeys. When they were gone out of the city, but not yet far off, Joseph said to his steward, get up, follow after the men. When you overtake them, say to them, why have you rewarded evil for good? Is this not the one from which my Lord drinks and uses as he practices divination? You have done evil in doing this. What? So they put he put his cup in there, right? Uh, they, they, they want to accuse them as he says, put, verse 2, put my cup, the silver cup, in the mouth of the sack of the youngest. So they want to, he wants to frame them for stealing his his uh, special oh, cup.
0: Why does he do that?
1: Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Because um, they're not off the hook yet. They haven't really been judged. And he hasn't really disclosed who he really is yet. He's doing some kind of trick on them, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and he's probably not really practicing divination with these cups. He's just kind of, it's part right. of the story here. Yeah. So Because he he's pretending to be an Egyptian, actually. So, so he overtook them, and he spoke to them these same words. They said to him, Why does my Lord say these words? Far be it from your servants that they should do such a thing. Look, we brought back to you from the land of Canaan the money that we found in the top of our sacks. Why then would we steal silver or gold from your Lord's house? Whichever of your servants is found with it shall die, and the rest of us will become my Lord's slaves. He said, Let it. Uh, he said, Now let it also be according to your words. He with whom it is found shall be my slave, and you will be blameless. Then every man hurriedly took down his sack to the ground, and every man opened his sack. He searched, beginning with the oldest and ending with the youngest. The cup was found in Benjam- Benjamin's sack. Uh-oh. Then they tore their clothes and every man loaded his donkey and returned to the city.
0: Mm. <laughs> now they're probably really feeling the heat now because they're essentially going to, they think they're going to become slaves, right?
1: Yeah. So it's funny though. I mean, he, he kind of treated them really well, gave them a huge feast. And now he's kind of doing, uh, he's kind of, he's kind of like terrorizing them a little bit, you know?
0: Oh yeah. Like he's doing that- a
1: psyop. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing, he's doing some psyops on them. Um, when Judah and his brothers came to Joseph's house, he was still there and they fell to the ground before him. Joseph said to them, what deed is this that you have done? Did you not know that such a man as I can certainly practice divination? <laughs> so he's trying, it's kind of trying to scare him. Like, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm all seeing and all knowing. Oh, you can't, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I think I don't, you know, I think cause he's practice, he's uh, pretending to be an Egyptian, and also, he did have those prophetic dreams before.
0: Right, but he can't really so, do divination. He knows God. That
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's, He's just that's just part of his story that he's telling these guys, you know, because he's, uh, so he's trying to scare them. And Judah said, what shall we say to my Lord? What shall we speak? Or how shall we clear ourselves? God has found out the iniquity of your, of your servants. Here we are, my Lord's servants, both we and he also in whose possession the cup was found. But he said, far be it from me that I should do so. The man in whose possession the cup was found shall be my slave. But as for you, go up in peace to your father.
0: So Judas I wonder for if Benjamin. he thought was trying to keep Benjamin with him, even if mm. just as a slave. Maybe like he wasn't really thinking of at this point forgiving all of them and letting them know. But I guess we'll find out. It seems like right here at least. He planned it just so he can keep Benjamin with
1: him. Maybe, yeah, yeah. We'll see. I don't know if he had the whole master plan,
0: yeah,
1: planned out yet or not. Um, then Judah, although although he would have, it uh, would have upset his father. Yeah, right. I'm sure Joseph loved uh, Jacob, his father. Um, he, he wouldn't want to hurt him. Then Judah approached him and said, "My lord, please let your father speak a word in my lord's ears." And do not be angry with your servant, for you are equal to Pharaoh. My Lord asks his servants, saying, Have you a father or a brother? And we said to my Lord, We have a father, an old man and a young brother, the the child of his, of his old age. His brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother, and his father loves him. You said to your servants, Bring him down to me. So that I may set my eyes on him, we said to my lord, the boy cannot leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. He said to your servants, unless your lo- youngest brother comes down with you, you will not see my face again. When we went back to your servant, my father, we told him the words of my lord.
0: So it's a speaking deal again. Go get your youngest Yeah. One.
1: Yeah, he's he, in a way he's kind of uh yeah, he's kind of using Benjamin uh maybe kind of the same way they abandoned him. He's yeah. kind of uh threatening to do that. Our father said, Go again and buy us a little food. We said we cannot go down. If our youngest brother is with us, then we will go down for we may not see the man's face unless our youngest brother is with us. Your servant, my father, said to us, You know that my wife bore me two sons And the one went out from me, and I said, Surely he was torn to pieces, and I have not seen him since. And if you take this one also from me, and he is harmed, you will bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to the grave. Now therefore, when I come to your servant, my father, and the boy is not with us, as his life is bound up in the boy's life. When he sees that the boy is not with us, he will die, and your servants will bring down the gray hairs of your your servant, our father, with sorrow to the grave. For your servant became surety for the boy to my father, saying, If I fail to bring him to you, then I shall bear the blame to my father forever. Now, therefore, please let your servant stay as a slave to my lord instead of the boy, and let the boy go up with his brothers. For how can I go up to my father if the boy is not with me, lest perhaps I see the evil that would find my father?
0: Wow, this is an exciting story. All
1: so, right. For the punchline. All right. So, um, then Joseph could not restrain himself before all who stood by him. And he cried out, make every man go out from me. So no man stood with them when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. He wept so loudly that the Egyptians in the house of Pharaoh heard about it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him for they were dismayed in his presence. Uh Joseph said to his brothers, please come near to me. And they came near, then he said, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. Now do not be upset or angry with yourselves because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. So this was all part of uh, God's plan, I guess.
0: Here's a question then. Because the 11 brothers already made a plan to put him in a pit and kill him off or sell him as a slave, whatever. But God knew that story was going to happen and let him do it. Or was this kind of Joseph had to come to Egypt somehow and he had to go through the experience that he experienced, including imprisonment and Potiphar's wife going after him, all of these things that were going to happen to him. Do you think God already knew that these people were already going to do the, what they're going to do, and they just kind of like guided them into the finality? Or was it part of making them? I, I guess I don't know if he could make them do
1: that. Well, I mean, they, so Joseph, yeah, it's like Joseph had the dream, right, that the 11 brothers would bow down to him. Right. And then also the star, he had that star dream as well. And, um, so that, so the, the prophecy, God, God gave him the dream. So God told Joseph through the dream that he would be a, like a ruler. He would be a very important person at some point. And, um, so God knew what was going to happen. And he, and he let, it gave him a clue. He gave him a symbolic dream. Now, did God have all the details exactly planned out? I mean, we don't really know, I guess, but I think what happens is, as people go through life, you know we have to make decisions, right? like when they de- sold when they decided to kill him, well, then they decided not to kill him and to sell him into slavery. That could be God directing those decisions.
0: oh yeah you know,
1: in real time.
0: It's so like, okay, don't
1: kill him, sell him off into slavery and then these other guys come by and then he goes off to Egypt like 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 there's these defining moments in our lives where most of our life is just going through the motions but sometimes we make these monumental decisions maybe those are the times that god you know makes things happen
0: despite whatever our decisions are seems like cuz
1: no no god is god is kind of steering us towards that decision maybe uh, yeah and also god steers other people when they decide what to do to us and then a lot of times bad things happen to us and we're like oh man this sucks <laughs> and then and then it's like then but then years go by like for me i'll give you an example of uh, something that sucked for me was i i injured my hand when i was 19 because i wanted to be a guitar player and i yeah. was and uh, i was in music school and everything and uh and i could no longer play guitar wow right i injured my hand and it's still it's still injured actually but i couldn't play at all for like five years but that sucked right it was like man now what am i going to do you know Right, like that's the only thing I want to do, and now I can't do it. But I was I was drinking at the time. If I would have become a professional musician, I'd probably be dead.
0: Oh uh, yeah,
1: because you know you go you get into that that uh, that industry, and you and you have you know and you're drinking a lot and stuff. You, you don't live very long. You know what I mean?
0: So it's kind of um, like the hip socket for you was your hand
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah sometimes god may it it may seem like a really bad thing has happened but but maybe you need to just kind of step away you got you got to take a different path you know i had to get off that path so what about because i wasn't my heart i I wasn't uh, ready i wasn't ready for that kind of uh i wasn't doing doing the things for the right reason you know what i mean and now 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 i'm playing guitar in the church band right which is You know, many years later. What's that?
0: Are you able to play guitar the same way, or just different?
1: No, I yeah, I have to play a little differently, and it's painful the whole time. It's it's oh. painful right now. It's always painful. Yeah.
0: What did you yeah. do to your hand?
1: I tore the cartilage.
0: Oh. Uh,
1: well, right here, right here. In fact, it's all swollen up and stuff. It's uh, hmm. cartilage doesn't heal.
0: Well, really? Well, I have to look because.
1: Really? Cartilage well, doesn't well, heal well. You can ask ask my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a there's a cartilage triangle, and it's right in the wrist, which you know when you play guitar you you bend your hand yeah. a certain way. It's ex- it's the exact worst injury a guitar player could have. It oh. couldn't be any worse.
0: Well, I'm still praying for your healing, and I know your group. Just pray, and let's just see what happens.
1: Uh, and now now there's people who want me to play like in uh, bars and stuff. Yeah. You know, cause they saw me play at church. They're like, "Hey, man, why don't you come out and we'll play some rock and roll in the bars? Yeah, but I, I can't do it. I can't i have I can only play a limited amount Aww. I can't play every night every day. It's too much. And um cause it, like the more you play the the more I play the more agitated it gets. So- and then then eventually I can't even move it. you know, so it's like I can only play a little bit. I can play in the church, and that's that's really it. I mean, in a way, it's almost like God is, like, keeping me out of the bars, keeping me out of the rock and roll lifestyle, but I can play guitar in the church. You know what I mean?
0: If you're playing, that's important. I mean, like, that's one thing you love so much. Why, you know, maybe not the bars, but I still think you can be. If it were
1: up to me, I would have become a, a famous rock star. And I'd be dead Mm -hmm. at the age of 27, like all the others.
0: (laughs) Well, that could have been the past, but right now you wouldn't have done that. You could still be a rock star.
1: Well, it was all, you know, who knows? I mean, it's, uh, I mean, at some point, God has to protect us from ourselves, you know? Yeah. Because we're, naturally, we're we're kind of designed, or we're, I don't know if we're designed that way, but in our fallen state, we always kind of. Make the wrong choices, more or less. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. With
1: good intentions. Yeah. You you never know. where. I mean, you never know the big picture, right? It's like we have these little scenes in our life. And then like Joseph, I mean, Joseph, uh, what a horrible thing that happened to him. But it all kind of worked out all right, you know. For Uh, him, yes. For Joseph.
0: Many people, they don't have the same ending like joseph did you know
1: and maybe that's why he has he, he ends up having compassion on his brothers uh whereas you know th- there's a natural part of me that's kind of like you know i want to seek vengeance yeah <laughs> but that's not really the uh the way we're supposed to do it you know so i have to kind of fight that temptation a little bit and uh but joe maybe because because things worked out for joseph he saw god's hand in the whole thing he wasn't like, oh, poor me! Well, look what happened to me! I'm a victim. You know, these, my brothers are so evil, and they ruined my life. He saw the big picture. It's like he was there to help everyone in the region with the famine. They had, Joseph was useful for the big uh, for the. But
0: the thing is, God gave the, dreams to let him know that he had a destiny, and yeah. he was prophesying for other people like the pharaoh and all these so in a way yeah i guess he had gone through all of that but he didn't know the ending where a lot of us we don't know what our promises are we could just be repeating the same thing over and over
1: but that's well that's why we got to pray if you pray okay. and uh, you'll get maybe uh we we'll get some kind of understanding and acceptance of god's plan in our life you know
0: yeah that'd be great if if I knew the answer and many others who want the answer is just getting that. That's the answer is a hard part because intellectually, I think we all would accept our fate if we just knew what the purpose was, you know?
1: Yeah. Cause sometimes when the bad things happen, maybe, maybe God knew that something even worse was going to happen. So he had to take you off that path and yeah. put you in a different place, you know, it's And smart. we don't know even, you know, getting losing, lo- losing my job. Yeah. We're not injecting technology into my body. It's like, well, that kind of sucked, you know, but maybe there's a better uh, a better. Well, I plan,
0: already you know? see that there's a better plan for you because the things you wouldn't have even thought of or allowed yourself the time and the energy on things if you had kept that job when they didn't kick you out of it, you know. Now yeah. you have a different path altogether. It's, I think it's a more freedom path, and you're learning and taking time to do all the biblical studies. Including yeah. you're teaching here, which
1: yeah, yeah, I'm doing happen. stuff I, I I wanted to do before, but I didn't have time. Yeah, and didn't think it was possible because you know it's that it's that security. You know, you have the job, you have the insurance, the yep. economics, sec- you got the routine, kind of yep. a social. Uh, you're kind of part of society. You know, everything's set, everything's in order, everything's yeah. good. It's no, but there's no risk. There's no, uh, and it's kind of it can be be kind of stagnant you
0: know um, as but well a, so here's a good testimony for you i in <coughs> younger days that already happened to me like over 25 years ago i did all this studying was trying to get corporateized work stable work and life just kept pushing me out of it and eventually i got out of it couldn't get back in so i had to survive on independence all kinds of solo work whatever i could get right so that took A long time with no guarantee of stability or a future or any of that. But I can tell you that was a better path for me than having worked at a corporation for and stayed there for 25 years. I think God, even though he's taking you out of that, you know, corporatized environment, but now you're going to experience that independence, what I'm already used to for the last 20 plus years. So you do have a future. And I I can kind of see the plan, but, you know, (laughs) it happens. You'll be all right. You will have a good ending, I think. Because now you're going to have to rely on God, too, future stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm sure for lots of people, too, like their life has probably changed a lot in the last uh, two or three years. You know, a lot of people lost their jobs or uh, had to change their lifestyle or maybe they moved. I also moved. Away from where I used to live. Because the only reason I lived where I used to live is because of the job. Right. It wasn't really a great place to live, you know. So now I kind of live in a, a better environment, you know.
2: There you go. See,
0: um, and there were no
1: churches up there. I'm part of the church, local church, which is nice, you know, something I, you know, I have, I didn't go to church for 10 years at all.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, like, God used that opportunity to bring you in a better spot. And all those yep. people that I remember, like, when they were worried about losing their jobs, when they took the plan, you know, the vitamin, <laughs> you should have trusted God because everything would have worked Yeah.
1: Out. Well, that's kind of the test. You know what I mean? That's the, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people I knew who knew the whole thing was a scam. They knew yeah. it just as much as I did, but they still yeah. went ahead. They did it anyway. That's the thing. Under the job. It's kind of a moral. It was a test to reveal their their faith, and they have yeah. they had no faith. They knew it was a scam, but they still did it, because and uh, that's a tragic thing.
0: To disconnect themselves from the system. And exactly. Actually,
1: exactly. When yeah. you're outside yeah.
0: the system, it may not go as planned because there's a lot of things I can't do. I can't plan exactly like how. People with have a full-time job. I can't do those kinds of things, but I have a lot of freedom and I'm still able to work when I can get and pay for all my stuff, which is important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those, those corporate jobs or those stable jobs, I mean, they're so, you get so much security from them. I mean, really, you really do, but you, you do end up selling your soul. That's you got to, cause you got to fit in. Yeah. You got to fit yeah. in with the, with the, uh, the soulless, um, Whatever they are, you know, these people are, they're kind of, they're kind, they're not very interesting people, that's for sure. Um, I mean, some of them are okay, but, but they, yeah, they gave us this test and it's like, you know, they're kind of sealed. They they had to make the choice. It's almost yeah. like making the choice between uh, God and Satan. <laughs> you know?
0: yeah. Well, that's essentially what's going to happen in the end, you know, the mark of the beast They're going to make a choice. But I think that was when it happened. Because I wasn't working for any corporate where I had to take it, I didn't have to make that choice because I was already out. And that was the first time that I thank God that I was never uh, tied to a full-time job. Because full-time, those people that are in it, they're tied to their mortgage, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And their
1: confidence
2: yeah. and yeah,
1: yeah, 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 they're in debt. A lot of people are in debt. Um, I mean, that's one th- I mean, one thing, you know, I was not in debt, so I, you know, it wasn't so you're uh, able to
0: walk away, but yeah. it's those people that were totally tied to the system, they had to make a choice. Trust God, yeah. I think God knows who's where and what they're doing, so I think He'll protect us all from all of that, yeah, uh, yeah. So, where were we? All right,
1: you just explained, uh how this was all God's plan, Um, verse 3, verse 4, verse 5. Let's read that again. Now do not be, verse 5, now do not be upset or angry with yourselves because you sold me here for God sent me before you to preserve life. So in a way, it's like God used these uh, psychopath brothers.
0: (laughs) The catalyst.
1: To do his plan. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. But now Joseph is saying, don't be upset with yourselves. You know, maybe God put it in your your head to do this or something like that. Well, you
0: know? that's what I was wondering. Is it is that possible?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. God God does stuff. See, it's from our <laughs> limited perspective, well, that- we want God to be like Santa Claus or something. You know what <laughs> I mean? People want the people have their own idea of who God is supposed to be, but God is who he is. God kills people. God kills Israelites sometimes.
0: So you're saying that God could have put it in their thoughts to torment their brother.
1: Well, I think they already had some, you know, they were already uh, dishonest and all this stuff. So it wasn't a huge, it's not like they were all really nice, good people. And then he turned them into evil people. They were all kind of, you know, headed towards that way. We'll see that more with the the Pharaoh and the hardening of hearts. We can talk more about that concept. Because there are many, there are many verses where God hardens people's hearts.
0: Yeah. And it's
1: God doing, a lot of people think it's Satan who does that. God does that.
0: Ah, yeah. That's good point. So he can go either way. He can make people do one thing or another. But
1: I think it's already in their heart to do it. You know what I mean? Um,
0: Yeah, I think so. They didn't like, they were jealous. Like the whole He lets
1: evil take its course. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we're all kind of born evil, we're born sinners anyway. So there's there's kind of a natural evil that's already in people. You know, yeah. it's almost like he has to intervene to pr- to stop all that evil to save people. You know,
0: yeah. So um, we're the, naturally evil. Us, what's the point? Yeah. If we're all naturally evil, then we have to be directed by God to be able to. Do
1: exactly. It. Yeah. Yeah. He Like like Jesus said, I didn't come to uh or. I think it was Jesus. He's, yeah, I didn't come to condemn people. I came to save people. Yeah. It's because we're already condemned to save people. He's, he's came Are we to, going to he's, he's
0: different? I guess this is a topic for later, but I always wonder, like, what happens as soon as we're transformed into a new body? Do we suddenly just kill off our evil that's in us?
1: You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be a new creation. We will be righteous. There will be no more evil, no more deception, no more pain. Yeah. No more death. I'm looking forward to that because I have a lot of, I have like three places in my body that have chronic pain,
2: oh, no. and
1: um, yeah, I'm in constant physical pain. And uh, you get- and I'm not, you know, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, I'm looking forward to getting that new body. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: especially when it starts deteriorating, you know, like, you know, like it's just awful yeah. pain and all yeah. that. Stuff. Do you have like? Uh, you ever seen fresh turmeric root? It looks like ginger, but it's. Oh, um,
1: I should write that down. I'll, I'll write it down. I'll look into it.
0: Yeah, I'll send you an email. But that will help uh, with your chronic pain. I actually use that a lot.
1: Oh, really? Turmeric. Uh,
0: not uh, the powder fresh stuff. It has to be to fresh. A root. Yeah, it looks just like and ginger, but it's orange inside.
1: Then what do you do? You like eat it you or eat you boil it?
0: Yeah. it? Well, no, Is you it's don't. Raw? Like Raw. So eat just, it
1: raw. Yep,
0: yeah, just eat like a little—I don't know, inch or something, or half an inch. Can you
1: put it in like a salad or something?
0: Yeah, you can eat it however you want, mm. but it doesn't. It's take like you.
1: medicine. It's like a—it's yeah. like a mandrake root.
0: Exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> here's a kicker: it's pharmacia. It is pharmacia, <laughs> but it's useful pharmacia, and it'll help you with you said it was swelling in your hand. If you crush oh wow,
2: throat. okay. Brush it up with
0: olive oil and, um, uh, well, just olive oil and turmeric. And you can make a paste, put it on your hand. It'll get swelling and your hand will heal. There's something about olive oil that's healing and turmeric stuff. But I'll send you all that. But that's.
1: And you know uh, what else? You know what's interesting? I have arthritis in my knee and my, uh, I know a friend of mine has also has arthritis. He said. What he's been doing is uh, bee therapy, which he actually puts bee, like a a honeybee, he puts it on his knee and they sting him there. Yeah. And he he said it's bee venom therapy. That's crazy. I never heard of that before.
0: Yeah. Is there something about like, because they loosen up the blood cells or whatever, similar like leeches too.
1: Um, was was that you somebody some I somebody sent me an email recently telling me I should I, I should do leech therapy.
0: Yeah, that was me. That was talking.
1: you. Yeah. It's yeah. like I didn't know they still put the leeches on people.
0: Yeah, well what that does is uh, <laughs> it, it injects a thing whatever it's doing and it starts to repair the little capillaries and veins. So like uh, somebody severed their hand let's say and they reattached it. That's not, you know, that site where it's reattached, all that blood work and capillaries have to rejoin. So if you put leeches while it's healing, it'll reform all of that. So they use it. They started using it for that reason. But So I was thinking for your injured hand, if you put it right around where the injury is, it'll, like, transform the blood so it starts to regenerate uh, right at that site.
1: Yeah, I hate leeches, though.
0: <laughs> yeah they don't like you I'll either try. but they like you know their stuff <laughs> heals you so you might as well try it if you don't uh, like I, yeah
1: i used to be i used to yeah i used to use them for uh, bait when i used to go fishing um,
0: uh, yeah but yeah. they're very useful there's a whole bunch of clinics not too many western people do it but i think maybe where you are you could probably find somebody maybe,
1: yeah i mean they have you know what they do here with the pharmakia the uh the the temples they have a lot of temples here right and then they have all these monks the monks will make medicine and then they'll kind of like breathe on it and so yeah. if a certain monk breathed on the medicine yeah. you know they can they can sell it and that's part of the marketing
2: well, i mean but that's good. classic
1: pharmacia you know it's a bit of yeah. magic mixed in with it's a magic potion and they still do that stuff here you know it's so yeah. so it's interesting though how it's the the medicine is kind of it's kind of a uh, T- tied directly into the religion you know it's like yep. a spiritual it's a healing it's a magical healing yeah. uh, potion you know
0: well you know. those things i would stay away from but they're yeah 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 exactly. us but, things that are naturally healing like water sunlight
1: but there's there's and, kind of a connection though between like faith and healing and pharmacia, yeah you know whether and it's like well, you know you can, and you can see this with the that's what you know the the pharmacia industrial complex is also kind of a it's it's a religion right
0: for them it's they it need pharmakia to turn transform into like sorcery magic but with God
1: and, and, and it's and it's tra- yeah they're transforming humanity just like we will get new bodies yeah. through faith in Christ
0: so they will get new
1: bodies through faith in the pharmakia.
0: Out genetic right. engineering, they're going to get it's it. It's two
1: religions. It's two yeah. different re- two different yeah, paths of transformation,
0: story, right? The
1: good. And we and we all agree that we need to be transformed, right? Well, and that we're living in kind of a fallen state. I think everyone agrees on that. But it's the which, which what's direction? the solution? Yeah, yeah the, the satanic solution, which is man-made and yeah. based on pharmacia and godless, or the faith uh, solution.
0: Yeah, it's the godless that they realize that their body is decaying and dying, so they don't. They don't want that. They want to live forever. They're like willing to transform their mind into a machine. If they figure out how you could still feel everything without like your five senses, they would do it. You know, if if they could make their utopia online, they would. But that's all right. That's why the faith is so important, because people choose all the time. You
1: know? Yeah, we're, it's yeah. like a, we're living in this postmodern postmodern uh transhumanist post human actually. Yes. We're we're entering into the post human age.
0: Yeah, I mean, ima- give it like 30 40 years, what if they were able with all this gene therapy that they're just launching now. Imagine what they could do 50 years from now with that. You know, they could probably regenerate your own body. To do a lot of stuff. Anyway. I think
1: they can do. I think they can do it all now. Already, it's just uh-huh. a secret. I think. I think everything's going to kind of be uh, happening before twenty thirty. Like I don't. Like yeah. I don't even think. I don't. I don't think there are twenty years. <laughs> I don't even. I never think about twenty years from now. I, I'm really skeptical that there will be twenty years. From now, <laughs> you know what I well, mean.
0: they like, they have a maybe timeline, there will be. And yeah, they right. told us. They told us what the timeline is. God always said that he. Nobody knows.
1: so well, it's ultimately God's in control of the timeline, yeah. really, right? right? So, uh but their yeah, their timeline seems to be twenty thirty. There is kind of a twenty fifty thing that you hear about, right? Yeah. But uh maybe it's twenty thirty. They is the to kill
0: off a lot of people before twenty thirty because they cannot come to the second phase of their plan without eliminating a lot of people they're not really? going to invest a lot of time and energy providing for everybody in the world especially mm. if they want to control it when they're ready to go to the next step call it down and then mm. have whatever utopia building rebuild yeah
1: yeah they don't they don't need uh, billions of uh laboratory rats they only need uh, a certain amount it would be much more efficient
0: yeah because already have labs to grow babies right the wombs the artificial wombs (laughs) so that means they want to control who who's born how they're born and they're going to make utility
1: they're playing god they're playing god exactly um yeah yeah well i'm thinking um when we start looking at exodus we can kind of jump into 2 Thessalonians 2 briefly during that point. There's a connection we can make there. Uh, not today, but... Uh, and that that's talking about people playing God, actually, I believe. Yeah. Um, it may not even be one person playing God. It may be humanity playing God or a, or a group well, of government or something.
0: They're accepting these changes rapidly.
1: And, and we just read in, in Genesis how God will open people's wombs. Like yeah. God... God isn't really in control of the human womb yep. and fertility. But now this, you know, the, the state, the pharmacia industry is in charge of fertility and yeah, opening wombs and creating their own wombs. They create their own wombs.
0: And they're going to assign gender at birth. They want to it'll be all,
1: a- Well, it'll all be genderless. You know androgynous. Actually- They'll create andro- androgynous people.
0: I was thinking like right now they're okay with one or the other changing and looking like man or woman. But eventually, they're going to get tired of that. They're not going to want you to pick any gender. They want it neutral, right? Yeah. That yeah. means no more hair to identify yourself. Bald. All the aliens look at how the, all the aliens look. They look. You can't tell if it's a boy. Well, or that was
1: my dream. I had. A, I don't. I don't think I have many prophetic dreams, and maybe yeah. this was just another stupid dream as well. But I did have a dream that was weird. Like I never remember my dreams. Only yeah. a few times can I remember my dreams. But this one was like a different type of dream than I ever had. And everyone in the world had to be bold, both men and women. That was my dream. Like, I would never, it would never occur to me normally to have that thought. And it sounds crazy. And it's, I don't know if that'll happen or not, but it kind of makes sense that it could happen. Yeah, because
0: look, like they're trying to make men and women uh, not only genderless, but eventually, like the whole store gap. When they first started uh, in the early 90s or whatever, their motto was to have one type of clothing that both men and women <laughs> right? It was genderless clothing. And, and they
1: got rid of a genderless... Uh, they even got rid of the boys and girls sections in a lot of these yeah. stores. You know,
0: Right. So imagine later on to have no controversy between people fighting, whether they're men or a woman or whatever. Um, they're going to say... Okay, let's just get rid of yeah. our identity.
1: And also, you get rid of the, they want to get rid of the real women, especially. So, yeah. they, they, even if they had men, they might have uh, the transvestites who look like women. Right. And, you know what I mean? But there'll be no real women for guys to marry or date. You know, they, they might have the fake women for men to date. And then you have kind of a, a Sodom and Gomorrah type of situation. Well, if they the outlaw
0: world. natural breeding, if they outlaw that and they want to control, like, how to make babies, then there's no reason to have men-women kind of relationship anymore, right? So
1: Yeah, they want, like, gay, everyone's going to be gay.
0: Yeah, or, um, anybody... To anybody and they're not gonna procreate at all.
1: Because the women, the women have get pregnant, right? So like the transvestite does not get pregnant. So so they people still are gonna want to have sex unless unless they castrate everybody.
0: Yeah, but generally no matter what they do cosmetically to a person, their inner soul is still gonna want desires, the same desires of sex and attraction and all of that. That's not gonna go away. So really, even if they're confused for a little while and mutilated eventually the real self will kick in make yourself the opposite but if, if
1: there what if there are no females around what if what if a man goes through his whole life without ever seeing a biological female
0: well it's funny that you say that in my uh movie outline that i put i always thought it was reversed but there were going to be no men but only women
2: <laughs>
0: the, the ai or the you know the system would view male as more aggressive and they would take them down because they want everything. Well, that's why you
1: castrate them. You castrate them.
0: Yeah. So in a way, then the state or the system will provide for the women. They no longer need husbands. They no longer, like they would be well taken care of. They just won't have any men around and they don't have to breed because they'll have breeders to do that. So, but who know, that's a long time. Of, you know, like that's a, like another hundred years before that kind of stuff can really happen.
1: No, 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 no.
0: You think it can happen overnight? People uh, It
1: could happen in uh, the next. Yeah, they're ready. They're, that's what they're trying to do now. Within the next 10 years, I think.
0: Yeah, well, the, the generation that's being born now, they're the ones who's going to carry the plan for the next generation. I don't think it's
1: yeah. this one. I used to have students in my class, like men, male students, they'd wear lipstick and makeup and stuff.
0: Yeah, I've, I've been seeing that now. <laughs> yeah, wear,
1: yeah. No, it's, it's happening already. I mean, know, all the every TV show, you know, they're all they're flooding the uh, mass media,
0: and it's
2: working. Why are they doing this?
1: Uh, Why I just do made a video. I, I just finished a video that I'm, I'm going to put up probably today. The uh, about a model, an actor who's very, you know, just one example of someone who's very androgynous looking. You can't really tell if it's a man or a woman. And yeah, his girlfriend is a transvestite, and it's just like that's just how it is, you know, in Hollywood and. The modeling industry, the acting industry, it's all these androgynous looking people. The rock stars are all androgynous looking people.
0: You know what's crazy now? Relationship couples. So they're actually now like if a woman turns into a man, then she'll be with a man who turns into a woman. So they're like, and they'll have kids still. So the kid is going to be totally messed up because mom is really a dad and dad is really a mom. You
2: know,
0: (laughs) it's craziness. So I always look at these stories and how they escalated to such craziness today, you know, because we've already covered rape, murder, revenge, all kinds of, you know, human kinds of things. But I think what's happening now, it's even more crazy than what Bible even describes.
1: Yeah. Verse six for these two years. So they're only two years into a seven year famine. These two years, the famine has been in the land, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God sent me ahead of you to preserve you as a remnant on the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. Nice. Well, that's interesting. He's talking specifically about his uh, brothers, who are the 12 tribes. So he's saying, God sent me here to Egypt, of all places, to save you guys.
0: Ah, and the entire tribes, which they yeah. didn't know the importance of themselves.
1: A remnant. Right? Yeah. That's a very biblical word. You know.
0: And it's, yeah, I think this is a great statement, actually, because all this time, the stuff that was happening with the brothers, what they did to Joseph, I forgot that they were actually the 12 tribes together.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, and this is how they end up in Egypt, and eventually we know they end up as slaves in Egypt, yeah. but then they're rescued. Um, so uh, so now it was not you who sent me here, but God. Very clear, right? <laughs> you guys didn't do it. God did it.
2: Yeah. Even
1: though it was, you know, that's the thing. is like, you know, we would consider what they did pretty evil, right?
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, what they did was evil, but uh, it doesn't mean God is evil. Because uh, the big picture is that God, what about the exodus? That's a good thing, right? But yeah. to, to have the exodus, they first had to become slaves first, which is a bad thing. Yeah. It's like, it's a good thing and a bad thing and a good thing. <laughs> it's all these but things. But <laughs> in
0: a way, he used one tribe, Joseph, to save the rest of what he already planned. Like, God had planned for all the 12 uh, Israelites. And so he used one son to save not only Egyptians, all of them, plus the brothers line that, that were chosen ones to continue on. So God yeah. had a much bigger plan than themselves,
1: right? Yeah, see, we don't know the big plan, right? Yeah. We're, just, we're just like actors in a movie, and all we know is our own lines or our, our own little story. We don't see the big picture and um, see how it all ends, although we, we do have it in the Bible. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So uh, so now it was, wait. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of his entire household and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not delay. And you will dwell in the land of Goshen and you will be near me, you and your children and your children's children along with your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. I will provide for you there, for there are still five years of famine to come, lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty. Your eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see that it is my mouth that is speaking to you. You must tell my father of all my glory in Egypt and of all that you have seen, and you must hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept and Benjamin wept on his neck. Moreover, he kissed all his brothers and wept on them. After that, his brothers talked with him. When the news reached Pharaoh's palace that Joseph's brothers had come, it pleased Pharaoh and his servants. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Say to your brothers, Do this. Load your animals and go to the land of Canaan. Get your father and your households and come to me. And I will give you the best of the land of Egypt, and you shall eat the fat of the land. You are also commanded to say, Do this, take your wagons out of the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives, and get your father and come. Also, do not concern yourself with your goods, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. So the sons of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them wagons according to the commandment of Pharaoh and gave them provisions for the journey. To each of them he gave a change of clothes, but he gave to Benjamin 300 shekels of silver and five changes of clothes. (laughs) To, To his father he sent the following, ten donkeys loaded with the best things of Egypt, and ten female donkeys loaded with grain and bread and provisions for his father on the journey. So he sent his brothers away, and they departed. He said to them, Do not quarrel on the way. They went up out of Egypt and came to the land of Canaan to Jacob their father. They told him, Joseph is still alive, and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's, Jacob's heart stood still, because he could not believe them. They told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said to them. And when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. Then Israel said, Enough, Joseph, my son is still alive. I will go and see him before I die.
2: Hmm.
1: That must have been quite shocking. It's like, you think your son's dead and then you realize he's like a ruler in Egypt.
2: Yeah. Total opposite.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's like, I always like the story as a male Cinderella. So I'm going to call it Cinderella. (laughs) Is happy ending for all of them. 47. Do
1: you want to, do you want to read this one?
0: Sure.
1: (laughs) Okay, thanks. Uh,
0: 46, Jacob's Journey to Egypt. So Israel set out with all they had come to Bersheba, offer sacrifice to the God of the father, Isaac. God spoke to Israel in visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, here I am. Then he said, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt for I will make you into a great nation there. I will go down with you to Egypt and I will surely bring you back again. And Joseph's own hand shall close your eyes. Jacob arose from Beersheba and the sons of Israel carried Jacob, their father and their little ones and their wives and the wagons that Pharaoh had sent to carry him they took their livestock and their possessions and then they acquired in the land of Canaan and came to Egypt Jacob and all his descendants with him he brought with him to Egypt his sons his sons' sons his daughter and his sons' daughters and all his descendants there were the names of sons of Israel Jacob and his sons who came to Egypt Reuben Jacob's firstborn the son of Reuben were Henoc Palu Hezron, and Carmi. The sons of Simeon were Jamul, Jamin, Ohad, Jachin, Johar, and Shaul, and the son of a Canaanite woman. The sons of Levi were Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. The sons of Judah were Ur, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah. But Ur and Onan died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamul. The sons of Issachar were Tola, Hua, Job, and Simran. The sons of Zebulun were Sarid, Elon, and Zalil. These were the sons of Leah, whom she bore to Jacob in Padan Aram with his daughter Dina. All his sons and daughters number 33. Wow, that's a famous number. Uh, And the sons of Gad were Zephon, Haggai, Shuni, Esbon, Eri, Arodi, and Areli. The sons of Asher were Imnah, Ishiva, Ishvi, Berea, and Sariah, their sister. The sons of Berea, Habar, and Malakil. These were the sons of Zilpha, whom Laban gave to Leah his daughter, and she bore to Jacob sixteen and all. The sons of Rachel, Jacob's wife, were Joseph and Benjamin. To Joseph in the land of Egypt were born Manasseh and Ephraim, whom Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, the priest of An, bore to him. The sons of Benjamin were Bela, Baker, Ashbel, Jira, Naman, Naman, I, Rosh, Muffin, Muffim, Mufin, Hupim, and Ard. These were the sons of Rachel who were born to Jacob, 14 in all. The sons of Dan were Hashim, the sons of Nephtali, Jazeel, Guni, Jazer, and Shalim. These were the sons of Bilah, and whom Laban gave Rachel his daughter, and she bore to Jacob, seven in all. All those who came to Jacob to Egypt were direct descendants besides the wives of Jacob's Sons were 60 in all, and the sons of Joseph who were born in, born to him in Egypt were two. All those in the house of Jacob came to Egypt were 70. Uh, Jacob settles in Goshen. Now he sent Judah ahead of him to Joseph to get all directions from Goshen, and they came into a land of Goshen. Joseph readied his chariot and went up to Goshen to meet Israel, his father. As soon as he appeared to him, he fell on his neck and wept on his neck a long time. What do you think?
1: Well, there's another long list of names. Um, yeah, sorry, I didn't realize there, <laughs> that was going to be a bunch of Super difficult names? words.
2: Yeah, so. This would have been your favorite to read. <laughs> um,
1: But, you know, it's kind of a interesting uh, connection with um, Joseph is also the name of Joseph. Uh, Mary's husband, oh yeah, right—the father of Jesus, or the uh, adopted father of Jesus—you okay. could say, I guess. But so uh, there's 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 similarities in the stories. Yeah. Both Josephs had uh, revelations and dreams,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: both went to Egypt. You know, the uh, Jesus uh, had 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 to go to Egypt, right. and um, they had to flee, and they're kind of involved with the king. Like King Herod was kind of the evil king at the time. Mm-hmm. Um although this pharaoh seems pretty good and they uh they both had special uh children or they're fathered by children um to a certain degree But I still remember degree. the
0: verse where the, the Egyptians thought the Hebrews were abomination.
1: Yeah. Yeah, all this still going on. Yeah, so they had dreams uh a king pharaoh and then infant see Moses is kind of the special child of these Israelites. Later yeah. on, right? And then, uh, that's so, uh,
2: later when he gets Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it's a little short period of slavery they have to go yeah. through first. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, Israel said to Joseph, Now let me die since I have seen your face and because you're still alive. Joseph said to his brother and his father's household, I will go up and tell Pharaoh and say to him, My brothers and my father's household who were in the land of Canaan have come to me. The men are shepherds, their work has been to feed the livestock, and they had brought their flocks and their herds and all that they had. But Pharaoh calls calls you and asks, what is your occupation? When Pharaoh calls you and asks, what is your occupation? You shall say, your servant have been keepers of the livestock from our youth, even until now. Both we and our father's so that you may dwell in the land of Goshan, because every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. Here it comes again. What happened there?
1: Well, it's the same thing. Um, but he Because I think the Hebrews were shepherds, I yeah. guess. So every shepherd or every Hebrew, maybe it's the same kind of thing.
0: Well, that's weird. I, I never really noticed that uh, before, I guess. Yeah. I down there and
1: also back up at verse 27 it says all the persons of the house of jacob who came into egypt were 70
2: yeah right
1: and then so it's all in remember in the uh, table of nations which was what genesis 10 i think or 11 somewhere around there it's uh there was like 70 nations
2: oh yeah
1: yeah so this is almost like they're saying there's a new new nation or a new you know 70 uh I mean, so it's seventy people, but it kind of represents the uh, a and new a uh, nation coming in. Yeah.
0: And God promised him that uh, to Jacob, get up, because I'm going to make you into a nation in Egypt.
1: So yeah, yeah. So it's starting. You know that that whole promise. Yeah, I mean that's really the the underlying plot, really right. of the whole of the whole Bible. Really, is that God? Uh, you know, you will. I will be your God. You will be my people. He's creating a kingdom, which you need land and you need people. And you need a king. So it's uh, so it's happening slowly.
0: Where they're considered an abomination.
1: Yeah, exactly. But this Pharaoh allows them to come. And, and as we know, later on, the Pharaoh tries to kill them all off because there's yeah. too many of them. There's right. too many of them. They need a little genocide.
0: <laughs> Just like so,
1: that.
0: Uh, okay, so this is yeah. like the last chapter for today. Um, then Joseph went and told Pharaoh, My father and my brothers and their flocks and their herds, all that they possess, have come from the land of Canaan and are now in the land of Goshan. He took five men from among his brother and presented them before Pharaoh. Pharaoh asked his brother, What is your occupation? And they said to Pharaoh, Your servants are shepherds, both we and also our fathers. They said to Pharaoh, We have come to sojourn in the land for your servants have no pasture for their flocks. Because the famine is severe in the land of Canaan, now therefore please allow your servants to dwell in the land of Bushan. Pharaoh spoke to Joseph, saying, Your father and your brothers have come to you. The land of Egypt is before you. Have your father and your brothers dwell in the best of the land and have them dwell in the land of Bashan. And if, if you know any capable men among them, then put them in charge over my livestock. So he gave them the best land, and he gave them a job to take care of his stuff. He's a bad pharaoh.
1: Well, yeah, and I think he gave them the land so they could, uh, you know, raise the sheep and all that. That would benefit all of Egypt as well.
0: Right, but he gave them the best of land.
1: Yeah, because these guys are good shepherds. And he wants them to, you know, make some good livestock that would benefit everybody, I would imagine.
0: So then Joseph brought in Jacob, his father, and presented him to Pharaoh. Jacob blessed Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Jacob, Jacob, how old are you? Jacob said to Pharaoh, the days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. My days of the years of my life have been few and evil, and they have not attained to the days of the years of the lives of my fathers in the day of their pilgrimage. pilgrimage and Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from his presence. So he's kind of making a big statement there that his life is shorter than all his forefathers.
1: Yeah. Uh, he only had been only evil. He's, evil. He's, yeah. he, he doesn't seem like such a happy guy.
0: <laughs> well, I guess he had all that hardship, and he had yeah. blessings, and and his favorite wife died—the one he actually worked so hard to get. I'm sure he was sad about that. So Joseph settled his father and his brothers, and gave them possession in the land of Egypt, in the best part of the land, well, the land of Ramesses, as Pharaoh had commanded. Joseph provided food for his father, his brothers, and his father's entire household, according to the number of their children, Joseph and the famine. So there was no food in the land, for the famine was very severe. So the land of Egypt and all the land of Canaan languished because of the famine. Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the grain that they bought, and Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's house. When the money was all spent in the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, give us food for why should we die in your presence for our money is gone. This is what I was talking about. That's going to come back again in the great reset or Uh whatever they had. They had to sell off just to get the food. Um, Joseph said, give your livestock and I will give you food for your livestock if your money is gone. See, that's exactly So whatever they owned, and it goes back to Pharaoh. It doesn't go to like uh, community fund or anything like that. It's all now Pharaoh's property. They bought their livestock to Joseph and Joseph gave them food in exchange for their horses, their flocks, their herds, the donkeys. He fed them with food in exchange for all the livestock for that year. When that year was ended, they came to him and the second year said to him, we will not hide it from our Lord that our money is all spent. Our Lord has our herds of livestock. There's nothing left in the sight of my Lord but our bodies and our lands. Why should we die? Ah. Our eyes uh, before we and our land buy us in our land for food, and we in our land will be slaves to Pharaoh, and all also give us seed so that we may live and not die, and so the land will not be desolate. So now they're willing to turn themselves over as slaves and give up all their lands. Do you see this happening again? Yeah.
1: Yeah. it's, it's In the, the last part of verse 18, there is nothing left in the sight of my Lord, but our bodies and our land. Like that's going to be all we have Yeah. as an asset. And then we have to sell that. For uh, medical experiments, we have to sell our bodies. Need to become property of the state because that's our only asset we have. That's yeah. our our only bargaining chip yep. is left to, to survive. Is like you now own my body. I'll give you my entire life. Yeah, so that's all I have. The
0: first round is I'll give you whatever I own, my stuff. Then yeah. after all that's left, because they still live on their land. So I mean, today I guess if anybody really has any land. sell but ultimately we're all going to be slaves exactly like what happened in the story so it kind
1: of makes sense yeah i mean it's like uh, yeah like if we if we lose all all our money they may even do some kind of thing where everyone wakes up and uh there's no money in the bank right yeah it's all gone and then uh and then you have some you still have some stuff around your house you know like i could uh i could sell my guitars i could sell my uh some stuff you have at the house, right? You sell, you sell your possessions or, you know, and then uh, for food. And then uh, eventually your land, your house, everything is gone. And then all you got is your own, your body.
0: Yeah. And then <laughs> then, <they laughs> then you them. sell that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I see that as a future prophecy still. Like all this stuff happens yeah. in the old stories, but then they get repeated in a different way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's Egypt. Yeah. We become slaves to Egypt because the Egyptians, we just talked about how the Egyptians are really still running the show.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, there's an obelisk in front of the white house. Yeah. It's Egyptian. The white house is Egyptian and the president is a Pharaoh.
0: Well, I mean, (laughs) they have a religion that they're following, right? They're, they're following the same script. I think the script is like the reverse of the Bible in a
1: way, and and the the American Eagle is a is a fallen angel. Yeah, they're still following the same. So it's really a, those gods are fighting against God.
2: Yeah, exactly. And they
1: they that have their the army. Question. The they control the government and all this stuff. Uh, yeah. it's the same same thing going on underneath the surface here.
0: Yeah, it's war against
1: God, and so maybe you know, maybe we do all have to become slaves, and then there's the second Exodus, which is the uh, return of Jesus, right?
0: Yeah, and one good news is that I think, uh, and I know you might have a different theory on that, but I do think it's capped this new type of slavery that's coming. So there'll be a periodic slavery, like slow boil, but then the actual tribulation, I do think that's only three and a half years of great hardship for people and then jesus has to cut it short because no flesh will be saved if he didn't yeah
1: cut. yeah no flesh will be saved so it's going to be like a genocidal
0: yeah
1: uh, event going on so he has to cut it short yeah i don't think it's going to be literal three and a half years but that's a, you know i could Damn. uh we could talk about that later but either way it'll be a short time it does say a short time yeah. and um yeah, Jesus, yeah. Otherwise, no, no flesh would remain. Yeah, so that kind of does imply there's some kind of uh, genocidal uh, program going on that he has. To yeah, I
0: think stop. the book of Exodus, when we get to it, it'll be an eye-opening experience if you kind of see it from today's perspective, not just like a story, story. But
1: there's stuff. a lot. There's a lot of overlap with Revelation. Yeah. That's the thing I'm kind of thinking I don't know if we need to jump ahead to Revelation or not because uh, you know I'm sure we'd like to but we can kind of jump forward now and then to Revelation as we go because there's a lot of parallels uh, you know in the, in the Old Testament they they, they 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 Revelation uses the Old Testament a lot so maybe we just keep going through the Old Testament and then once in a while take a look at Revelation the related yeah, that's verses fine.
0: because I, mean, I I feel like the future really would start here from this ch- chapter and then <laughs> continue on because there's only a few more chapters after this. And then
2: we'll
0: yeah. go Exodus, but the storyline based on like black rock and other governmental, the King Charles, everything that they're all doing together is it, going to be this.
1: King um, Charles is like the Pharaoh.
0: Yeah. Right. right. And a lot of people yeah. use the antichrist. I don't know, but. He has his hands on. There are
1: everything. many. There are many antichrists, and we, we can talk about the antichrist when we talk about Revelation, because the Pharaoh, that Pharaoh, and that's in the in Exodus, is kind of a antichrist type figure. Yeah. Right. So we can we can we can talk about the topic of antichrist when we get into that. Yeah, I think. Yeah.
0: Joseph bought all the land of, of Egypt for Pharaoh. Every Egyptian man sold his field because the famine was severe on them. So the land became Pharaoh's. So this is. Oh,
1: well, look at that. Look at that. The land. Be- doesn't, now, I've heard uh, somewhere like technically, legally, King Charles owns like all the land of the earth or something, <laughs> or at least of but those you territories, know you know, like Canada, Australia, yeah. New Zealand. Like technically, technically, it belongs to him.
0: Right. Other than the United States, he does own, like...
1: Well, still, I think I think he Star still does. Course. I think that whole thing was... Uh, I don't know that we ever really got independence from uh, England.
0: Well, even if we didn't, the people believe so, and they will fight for it, you know, if they want well, to. Well,
1: everyone will fight for their land, no yeah. matter where you live. Most, I mean, except in Australia.
0: Well, all of a sudden, <laughs> like the Commonwealth Games, <laughs> Commonwealth Games, he brought in... Uh, yeah. all 70 plus territories they all represented you know each
1: 70 70 yeah. again, 70 like the 70 nations uh.
0: All right yeah so he does own 70 nations in a way.
1: Yeah. yeah well the king I mean the king Kings Kings the kingship in and of itself is not a bad thing and in fact the ideal uh, w- one theologian I was reading the other day one he said the ideal form of government gov- government is a righteous king.
2: Yeah, Like King David yeah. and
1: King Solomon, if he had not apostatized, because right. um, Jesus is the king, right? So he's our righteous king. So kingship in and of itself is not bad, but the problem is that it, they're wicked kings. They're unrighteous kings. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
2: And
0: that's um, why people have, suffer.
1: That's the whole reason. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's what the the book of Kings is yeah. all about. The, uh, Samuel and Kings and all that stuff, Chronicles. It's all about the uh the wicked kings, you know. They're they're uh they're basically sinners, really. They're they're not righteous. So well, if you have a, a king who obeys God and the prophets are telling the king what to do. So the king has to obey the prophets. Actually, really, that's what's really going on. That's the way it's supposed to be, at least for human kings. You know? Yeah,
0: Jesus is king of all kings, right? So, and
1: that's why King Charles is has a uh, uh, a drag queen. the 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 queens are always drag queens because they are the uh, religious functionaries of the satanic religions. Yeah, the well, queens are always drag queens.
0: To in order to. Appease their gods.
1: They're like the prophets. They're like the shadow queen. They're 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 telling the king stuff from the spirit realm.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so as for the people, he removed them to cities from one end to the borders of Egypt to the other end. Only the land of the priests he did not buy, for the priests had an allotment from Pharaoh, and they lived off their allotment that Pharaoh gave them. Therefore they did not sell their lands.
1: Oh wait, these are priests of uh the Pharaoh. Egyptian priests, right? Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah.
0: So they yeah. got yeah. Okay. stuff because they worship all those things anyway. So why give that up? Uh then Joseph said to the people, I have brought you and your land today from Pharaoh for Pharaoh, and here is a seed for you, so you may sow the land. At the harvest you must give the fifth part to Pharaoh and four parts. Will be your own as a seed for the field and for your food and for those of your household, for the food for your little ones. Wow! So he's—that's a good deal for Pharaoh. Not only he owns all the land, he gets them to work the land so it's not wasted. Plus, he gets money from. Well, all it's
1: their- like a tax. Yeah. Well, that's the system, right? It's always yeah. uh, the indentured servants. But it's only a fifth. It's twenty percent, right? That's not so bad. You know, give twenty percent to Pharaoh, and then the the eighty percent you can use for yourself,
0: which is a good deal. But they no longer own the land anymore. Yeah, nobody really has value to them. Well,
1: it's a gift. It was it was a gift to the to the Israelites anyway.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, he oh, he right. let them go there, but he, it was kind of an arrangement because they're they're in a famine. They're going to starve. They they really had no place to go. So it, w- it was kind of generous of them at first. It's not a bad arrangement, really, for the Israelites. Okay. Famine or, you know, work this land and keep 80% of the food for yourself. That's pretty, That's good, pretty
2: good,
0: actually. Right, yeah. yeah.
1: That's how it starts out, but then it descends from there, as we see later.
0: And they said, you have saved our lives. Let's find His grace in the sight of my Lord, and we will <laughs> be slaves.
1: Pharaoh's slaves. It says it right there. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. Uh, Let me see. uh, What verse? That's verse uh, 25. Um, Servant. You know, a lot of English translations will use the word servant instead of slave. It's pretty rare they actually use the word slave right there because, you know, it's just such a trigger word that people don't like it. Yeah. Um, That's that's pretty uh, blunt. But yeah. Wow. We will be. Pharaoh's slaves, you will own nothing and be happy. There it is, right there. That's the plan. That's what's happening, isn't it? I mean, isn't that what's happening right there? Yeah, like you said, that's
0: why I love this story. Wow, it's, it gives us clues as to what's coming for us now. We
1: will be Pharaoh's slaves, yes. and they and they thank him for it. You have saved our lives. Thank you. Yes, like the way true. it is now. Oh, thank thank you for making us wear the. The muzzle on our face. Thank you. You've saved our life. Thank you for the miracle, magic potion. Thank you for injecting well, it in my body.
0: What the <laughs> basic income? What was it? CD, CBD? Oh
1: yeah, universal basic UBI. Yeah. Universal but basic income.
0: Eighty percent we get to keep uh, as slaves. So that's our slave money that's coming. Because yeah, you've you've all all allowed, allowed us to live. Yeah, well like right now you're free to work and get your wages and do whatever you want with them, right? That's that's some people. Yeah, but that's essentially <laughs> if you have-
1: if you take the magic potion.
0: Right. But imagine now you no longer have that, right? As we know it today, you're given a certain allotment just like here. You get to keep your 80% that you work and you give us 20. But in that CBD is in the same way kind of a system like the government Owns you, you own nothing, but you'll be given just enough to go yeah. by your personal needs, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, the AI, you know, the cybernet thing will be running everything. society. Yeah. Everything. Like, yeah. Everything will be kind of automated. They won't even need. See, that's the one thing is they don't really need all these people to run the system anymore, to work. They don't need, need all the workers.
0: Well, that's what they said. Um, Noah right? Havari and what's that other guy, Charles Schwartz, you, they said it. They right.
1: say what obsolete and useless eaters and they're, they're just, yeah, they're just not needed, but we need Noah Harari. We need him and <laughs> everyone else.
0: He's, the prophet. <laughs> he's, he's like their prophet. He, he, he's
1: Noah. He's yeah. Noah.
0: I don't know if you ever <laughs> read his husband.
1: His... He's married to a man.
0: I know. And <laughs> I think that's why, because he's like, he's already rebelling. That's why he hates God so much.
1: And that's the next stage of evolution, right? He's, I mean, he, his whole thing is uh, homo deus, right? Human beings will become gods. And apparently, gods may marry other men.
0: <laughs> well, it's their God. They want to make them enhanced. They don't need God anymore. He said in his own interview, which I posted, that we don't need God anymore to make water for us. We can create our own water or make. Make anything, whatever he gives us, is God. He said we don't need him for that. We can do it on our own. So his yeah. philosophy is the God is just an antiquated idea, and that yeah. will become like God someday.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the problem is, it's that the, the human, the evil is still there in the human heart,
0: right? Which it can never. Only
1: before. God can fix that problem. Yeah, and so it's going to be, it's going to result in incredible tyranny and. Uh, Murder and death.
0: A lot of murder. I think and evil. It's going to be is-
1: even more evil because they think they're doing something good. It's going to be even more. E- no one will recognize the evil that it really is. Look
0: we'll at it this way the last taboo is really accepting murder is commonplace. Yeah. Now they still have laws, thou shalt not kill or murder, and they can get prosecuted. But there'll come a day, well, because they want to get rid of the population, what's to say? You're allowed to kill as much as 5 people in your lifetime no big deal.
1: You no can kill deal. the unjab the, the people who yeah. are a threat a risk to the greater good must be killed and that's a that's a good thing because they're enemies of the state so we you know we we can kill our enemies if we're at war if we're at war with a pestilence and the pestilence is in the people who didn't take the magic potion we have to kill those people because those are enemy they're combatants. Great, yeah. Was and a- there, see, Revelation says people will be deceived. The nations will be deceived into fighting this war. So yeah, and, they,
0: and then yeah. they also say brother will turn over brother or... Yeah,
1: because they're yeah. deceived because they yeah. believe the false sign and wonder, which is the narrative. The narratives are in the Bible. We'll talk about that when we get into Exodus. Yeah. The false signs and wonders of the Antichrist are the narratives.
0: Reading on. So Joseph made it a law over the land of e- of Egypt to this day that Pharaoh should have the fifth part except the land of the priests, which did not become Pharaoh's. So we're back to this day again. I wonder if they do that still, Egyptians. I don't know. Jacob requests Joseph. Israel lived in the land of Egypt, in the land of Goshen, and they had possessions there and grew and became very numerous. And Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 17 years, so that years of Jacob's life, For 147 years. When the time drew near when Israel would die, he called his son Joseph and said to him, if now I have found grace in your sight, please put your hand under my thigh and deal kindly. Uh. Truly, (laughs) please do not bury me in Egypt, but let me lie with my fathers, carry me out of Egypt and bury me in their burial place. So is that making an oath again under the thigh?
1: Well, it's not really the thigh. <laughs> it's something else. Ah. But it's, yeah, it's the same thing we saw before. Right. It's an oath. Yeah, it's like a serious. That's about as serious as it gets, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I will do as you have said. And he said, swear to me. And he swore to have. Then Israel bowed himself at the head of his bed. And he wow. Well, that's it for today. We got one more podcast left to finish up
1: the last three chapters all right sounds good wow there's a lot of stuff uh yeah you know because uh, i don't really read the second half of genesis that often so what do you think
0: of it, now that little,
1: we- yeah there's there's more to it uh you know than i realized because i like the first half of genesis has a lot of really interesting stuff and then the the second half are these long Story. You know, stories about these families and stuff. And I usually kind of lose interest when I'm reading on my own. And then I, I'll skip ahead to Exodus, which has a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. so it's been useful to, you know, it's been helpful for me to, to really uh, dig down into these chapters here that, uh, and maybe they do get neglected by a lot of people. I don't know, but.
0: Um, well, that's awesome.
1: Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in these. Kind of surprising to me that there's relevant stuff and
0: um well if god put it in there i always think it's relevant for something in the future
1: yeah oh yeah definitely it is yeah Yeah. but i think well i've read that before i don't need to read that again you Mm -hmm. know what i mean it's the so yeah
0: so next one we're going to celebrate because you did a great job in helping me finish the book of genesis so yeah this is one of the longest uh, prize i would give you one
1: Yeah, it's one of the longest books. I don't know if it's the longest with the in terms of chapters, but it's uh, one of the longest books in the Bible.
2: Yeah,
1: and it's really it's really full of different. You know, there's different parts of it. You know, now now we've got the the uh, basically the Joseph narrative, which is thirteen chapters. You know, so yeah.
0: uh, Well, we did manage to finish all those chapters today which is great all
1: so, right one more to go done one with more genesis to go and then
0: celebration and then we're going to take a little break so next one will be celebration all and right.
1: maybe even a q a i don't know if you've gotten any questions or yeah. anything we could
0: uh well, i was thinking right after at the end the three chapters uh we'll just do another podcast just for live we'll try live and also <laughs> things. i've never done live so i don't really know but i really yeah. do want to talk to all the listeners whoever wants to do it so i yeah
1: well i'd like to do A. Q&A either either uh, if they've left comments or sent you an email or whatever if they have uh questions they can uh there should be some questions about genesis because there's so well, many uh,
0: they leave me comments in each of the videos and. Some I understand, some I don't. So,
1: yeah, if there's any questions or even comments, we can uh, take a look at some of those. Awesome. All right. Thanks a lot. See you next time.